life can get pretty complicated. In the Simply Practically Human podcast, Mark Labusque talks to incredible humans to see the way forward more clearly through the complexity in the world and in our heads. Let's get ready to thrive. Hey, g'day there, fellow humans. Mark Labusque here, back again for a 4S episode of the Simply Practically Human podcast. Missed one last week. I was a bit slack. I hadn't caught up. Of course, many of you who listen will know that I've been on a couple of weeks leave and um, had a bit of a hiatus there. But And when I got back, I just couldn't be stuffed, if I'm going to be really honest, to record one for last Friday, but uh, back this week. So thank you to all those people that reached out to congratulate me on what I put in my out-of-office message. It uh, made my day when I read those things when I came back off leave to see that it put a smile on people's faces and uh, a bit of a good on you, mate, for not hiding the fact that you were going away to to practice a bit of life design. So I, I say thank you for those who might have got a bit shitty and pissed off and thought that it was a bit over the top and and whatnot, well, stuff you, all right? It's about time we stopped hiding the fact that we need to live a life better designed and that it's okay to let people know that you're going to go away and and enjoy yourself a little bit. So there you go. There's my little rant to start things. But today's topic is about the old uh, one-to-one catch-ups. I've had lots of conversations in recent times about one-to-ones. And what I mean by that is having those one-to-one meetings with the people that report to you or the other way around. If you're not in a situation where you're managing another human, but perhaps your boss catching up with you regularly, formally, and in a structured way, in a, I guess I call it a time for you catch up. So I want to share a couple of things today, just some thoughts around why one-to-ones are so important and, and what you should be thinking about there if you're a manager. And even if you're not a manager, but you are having a great experience with one-to-ones or maybe a not-so-great experience, how you might be able to approach that. And then I'm just going to share with you the simplicity of what what I used to do with my one-to-ones and, in fact, how they came about and why they were so effective. So one of the things I hear a lot is that I'm too busy, that I'd love to have one-to-ones with my people, but I, I can't really do that because there's so many demands on me that, you know, that just has to go to the wayside. And I actually just think you need to start to step back a bit from yourself there and, and understand a bit more about what does too busy mean? What does it mean when you say, oh, look, I don't really have a formal one, but we catch up informally. And then the other thing is it's too hard because I bet you're not missing your weekly meetings with your peers and your manager that you go to because it's too hard or you're too busy or you just catch up informally. So why do you go to those ones and then perhaps at times cancel the other ones? And and what's driving that? So have a think about that. And you might feel a bit guilty, and I hope you do, because here's what I know of the fact when one-to-ones don't happen, whatever bullshit excuse you want to put to it, really what it means to that other person who you're not meeting with who wanted to catch up is that they're not important. That's what it comes down to. They will be thinking that you don't think they're important or there's other things that are much more important and you can come up with any sort of excuse you want, but the cold hard light of day is that's what they'll be feeling. So here's some things I want you to think about around your one-to-ones. And and the first one, and and I think why my last one-to-one formal 
structured catch-ups worked so well was that the first thing I did was I had my team design what the one-to-one would be like. That's right. It wasn't some sort of rinse and repeat uh, HR-determined approach to -to one-to-ones. It was, what do you want, my people? To talk about. So I was very lucky that a couple of the team took it on themselves to design what they'd like it to be like with the amount of time as well, how they'd like it to be structured. And guess what? It worked really well because they had some input. Now, input, what even is that? Input. So who would have thought that if you gave people some input into their one-to-ones, they'd actually really enjoy them? Mm. So that's the first one. Have them design it. Now, from your perspective, prioritize them. Now, what I mean by that is get them in the diary and schedule them in formally. Uh, I used to do half-hour ones that worked really well. And once a week with each of my direct reports, of which there were eight or nine, we would have a formally structured, scheduled one-to-one. Now, every now and again, we might have to shift it a bit because something came up you know, an out-of-office strategy day or something like that, but just making sure that if that did happen, we found another time in that week to do them. That brings me to my next point. Don't cancel them. Unless it's absolutely necessary, you shouldn't cancel these. But I think these are one of the things that go first. When you become a busy fool, all of a sudden it's like, ah, well, I can miss that. We'll just catch up next week or I'll bump into them in in the week somewhere in the office and we'll just have a bit of a chat on how you're going. Now, that to me is just pure work avoidance. So make the commitment and make sure that you turn up for them. The next thing is to be prepared. So with the amazing structure that my team came up with, one of the things that worked really well is that we created a pretty basic Excel spreadsheet with what was going to be talked about, and I'll share those things with you shortly. And what I would ask my team to do is to send their weekly notes for our catch-up to me 24 hours before we caught up, and then I needed to be prepared. So I'd make sure that I spent five or so minutes in reading through that so I was across the issues that they raised. Also, there was a part of it where I needed to provide some feedback, so I needed to add that in as well. But I turned up to every session getting the full potential out of the 30 minutes rather than walking in and going, oh, so what are we going to talk about today? So make sure it's formal, structured, and prepared. And then the next thing is, is to follow up so that if there are some action points that come out of it, make sure that you do the follow-up work there and you don't turn up to the next one and go, oh, we'll sort of look at that now, is to make sure you created the discipline for yourself if there are some things to follow up on, either actions that you need to take or that person needs to take who you are sitting down in the one-to-one with, that there's some sort of accountability coming from it and that it's not just a nice conversation where nothing happens. Now, I'm just wondering as I'm saying this, I'm wondering what's going through listeners' minds is, oh, yeah, no, we don't have any real structure They're sort of just done on the fly. They're not all that prepared. We have to cancel them pretty regularly because other more important things come up. And yeah, I used a good old rinse and repeat one-to-one scheduling template that was given to me because that's the latest thing that everyone was using. And it seems to be falling a bit flat. Well, guess what? You're getting exactly what you deserve. So 
I am going to share with you the basic process that was designed by the people for the people. Me having a little bit of input, but to be really honest about that, I didn't have to have much input because what they came up with was spot on. So half an hour a week, and this is how things would go. I'd get their one-to-one information in an Excel spreadsheet the day before, have a read through it, come into the session. The first thing we looked at was whatever their metrics were, their KPIs. So I sort of wanted to get that done early and out of the way because I think the metrics were the result of the other things we spoke about, the more human things. Well, what would drive the metrics to be where they were. So in my situation, we're in a sales role. So we'd be looking at things like um, the CRM. We'd look at the hygiene of their opportunities, where they were sitting in the pipeline. Were they moving? Were they getting stuck? And what was going on there? We'd also look at their numbers because I think it's absolutely important to look at the numbers. But again, I think the numbers are driven by the things that we're going to talk about below that. So we'd maybe spend five minutes on, on that piece. The next thing that we looked at were the barriers. So I was really, really interested to understand from them, what are some of the barriers that you're finding that are stopping you from making the progress on on the metrics or just making progress because you're finding it difficult maybe to deal with other human beings as well, whether they're internal or external customers. That'll send some of the people in the business who do customer experience off tap when I say there's such things as internal customers. So what are your barriers? But here's the kicker on that one. And what are your possible solutions? So don't come and tell me what's going wrong and expect me to carry your water. Come and tell me what's not quite working and is getting in your way. And also come on with some solutions as well. So you're thinking creatively about how we can get through things. The third thing was we had six values. These weren't the organizational values because I have a bit of an issue that we had should have values forced upon us, even though that's what every organization does. Um, I only know of a few, and one I'm working with now, who smaller organization but gave input to everyone in their organization about values. So it would be of the six values that we had is to provide an example of how you've lived one or not lived one in the last week. So it was really starting to focus in on our behaviors and how are we behaving? We had things like fun. We had things like accountability, uh, leadership. So, you know, give us an example of how you've demonstrated leadership. Give us an example of how you've created some fun. Or give us an example of how you haven't and how you're feeling about that. So one of the reasons for putting this bit in is because I think when we get to performance review time is it's really important that we're picking up the behaviours and the alignment to the values as we go week by week, so we don't end up with any surprises. Because I always know that people get surprised at performance review time, mainly because they've hardly had one-to-ones and the manager has to come up with something. And sometimes that something is something that happened two or three months ago. And all of a sudden we end up with a shit show. The next one was around their development. And it was really about what are we working on at the moment for your own development? What's the coaching topic for you right now? And how's that traveling? So just to remind both myself and them that we're not losing sight of the fact that there's a day-to-day job to be done, but there's also some development going on as well. So we'd have a quick check-in on how's the coaching going? What's the impact been? How's that going for you? And, And I think that was really good because 
I would also coach my people for an hour every second week on behaviour and on performance. So it aligned really nicely just to keep across what was going on there. Because I think that we miss the opportunity a lot of the times to put this development work in at a regular situation, which keeps people growing, learning, developing, and I'm going to say quite engaged because they feel like they're getting something back from the organisation. We still also look at safety. So it'd be like any anything you want to raise about safety, whether it be white-collar safety, blue-collar safety, anything going on for you that is going well, maybe around your life design, or maybe it's not going so well so I can be aware of that. That's the care piece that comes in. And then the final one, and I think really, really critical, was two-way feedback. So every week, let's give each other a little bit of feedback here. What are we appreciating? What are we acknowledging? What do we need to talk about that perhaps hasn't gone as well as we would have liked? But we're not going to leave that as the known unspoken. We're going to raise that and we're going to work through that now because this is where things start to go to shit. When we don't talk about things in the moment, we leave them for later on in a performance review conversation. And then when people get surprised and get a bit pissed off because those conversations weren't had when they needed to be had. So that's your 30-minute one-to-one each week with my direct reports. The beauty about receiving it in an Excel spreadsheet, as much as I wasn't overly um, organized with things, is that I could file them and I could refer back to them when we were coming into those six monthly performance reviews. I had so much data, so I didn't have to be scrambling. And I know a lot of us do scramble because we're busy or busy fools, whatever you want to call yourself. So at review time, we're tending to be scrambling and we end up going to our people and saying, what have you done well? Well, that's bullshit. We, you should know that. If you're a good manager and if you care and if you truly think that the people matter, that you'll be doing this work, you'll be gathering the data along the way so that when you get to this point, you can walk into that room confidently with the rest of your peers and have a very open and honest and accurate description of the performance of your people, both from a financial perspective, the technical perspective, and the human perspective, because you've spent the time in spending time with them in their one-to-ones. It's always the people who haven't spent the time and have got the excuses, it's too hard, I'm too busy, I do informal ones, that set my bullshit detectors off when I used to be in those peer reviews because you just knew they hadn't spent the time. You knew they'd scrambled and it was because it was too hard and they were too caught up in the day-to-day bullshittery of look at me and I need to be talking to the boss and I need to be with my peers and I need to be in that weekly meeting but I'm not doing my other one. So you've got to change your story about that, change your mindset and understand that message I said earlier is that If you want to get your people highly engaged, they need to feel like they belong. They need to feel connected, but also, most importantly, they need to feel important. And if you're not doing the one-to-ones, they're not going to feel important. So there you go. I will also put a little link in this podcast to the one-to-one sheet that I used to use. So we'll put a little link in there. And it's also got a second part to that sheet, which was our values and what they look like when we practiced them and what it looked like when we didn't. And that was also created by the team. And it was used as a way to give us permission 
to both acknowledge and appreciate when things were done in alignment to the values, but also to call out when they weren't. So you might find that you can grab that and you can do some things with it. You can adjust it so it represents what you do around your metrics, but the rest of it should flow pretty well. If you don't particularly love one-to-ones, but you love this episode because it's sort of got you to wake up, or if you do love one-to-ones and it's reinforced it for you, why don't you rate us five stars on this one and leave us a little comment as to why you loved it. And if you liked it, again, share it with your friends. These are short and sharp. So I want to keep encouraging you to use these as a learning tool with your team. For those who have managing managers, get hold of this, listen to it, have a conversation about it and get some discipline in around running one-to-ones. But until next time, let's keep it simple, keep it practical and keep it human. Bye for now. Bye for now.